Testicles, one, two, testicles. Yes, yes, we back at like young crack addicts. Boom, and we are back. Welcome to Paranoid Radio Podcast. This is your boy, Trebles Garcia. And joining me again in the ones and twos is the best co-host in the fucking planet, Big Tank. Salute, my boy. Salute, salute, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. But you already know what this is. This is the best show with the best content for the best fucking listeners. You, the Probers, Probe Nation. Now, for all the new listeners that are coming in and do not know what Probers or Probe Nation means, let me give you a little piece of history. Um, a Angel couple years got ago, molested like no other. I don't know who Angel is. Sorry. Dude, oh, all I know is... Oh, correction. Out of correction. <laughs> Travels got molested by aliens. And I'm not talking about the big head motherfuckers like him. I'm talking about some illegals. They they <laughs> ran a train on them. <laughs> Look, see, that's the fucked up part because a series of aliens came down from Venus and Mars, Venetians and Martians, and they probed Tank. After that, we made a fucking inside joke of how he got probed. Then we started calling you guys the probers because you guys probe us. We probe you. We probe each other. We are there probe nation. <laughs> the only piece of chores, true story to that <laughs> is that two came from Mars and two came from Venetian and you came out Puto. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh, oh, Puto, not Pluto. Puto in Spanish means, uh, <laughs> it means uh, uh, a gigolo, a male gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Whatever, guys. We'll Look, guys, we'll you already know what's up, man. I am fucking your humble host, Triples, Gar- Triples Garcia, and Big Tank is my the best co-host on the fucking planet. Together, we are Paranoid Radio, and we bring the fucking best content for the best listeners every single fucking time. Amazing content with orgasmic information. Now, Big Tank, please go ahead and click on the randomizing machine and give me the listener of the week. That's right. Randomizing machine, do your thing. Listen to that baby purr. Big Tank, who do we have? What delicate designs. Massive shout out. This is your episode. We hope you enjoy it. Nothing but love and salute. That is right. Delicate designs on Instagram. She didn't only create our line yards for our um, season three. No, no, no. For our 50th. No, no, no. For our one year anniversary. Sorry. Um, but she is also a great supporter, listens to the show, and she is on Instagram. Um, thank you so much. This episode goes out to you. Yes. Hit her up for any of your creative needs. Check out her Instagram page. Nothing but love. What's her Instagram page? One more time. Delicate designs. Boom, boom, boom. Get that. Now, it's a bird. It's a plane. Nope. Big tank. It's Paranoid Radio! Big <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yes, yeah, this is what is happening. You guys know the deal. I'm going to give you guys two stories. And I want you guys' official input slash feedback. I want your two cents plus my two cents. And we're taking that bitch to the bank of knowledge. Boom. The bank. Ooh, the bank of knowledge. Hey, I was about to catch you slipping right there. <laughs> I caught slipping myself. Mean brain fart. 
All right, keep it going, farting All right, my ass. On to mm-hmm. the first one. Okay, so we've all seen this movie of basically snakes on a plane, anaconda, where a snake actually uh, eats a full-on human. We've all seen it, okay? And that mm-hmm. hasn't been unheard of in the wild. It's something yeah. that has happened, okay? Which is completely normal, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to say normal, but I mean it's pl- it's plausible. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Have you guys ever heard of a festival where they hunt down all the snakes and in one day they eat them? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Yes, yes, yes. So somewhere out in the, I want to say the forest regions over there, Brazil. Mm -hmm. Okay. They actually. The Amazon? Yes. No, it's not the Amazon. It's oh. close to. I don't. I don't want to say the Amazon because it's not like right there, right there. It's a little bit mm. more to the side. Okay. Um, but long story short, hey, is, it to the, is it the right side or the crypt side? What side is it? South side? It's no the left side. side. I ain't from the strong side. I ain't don't even uh, get it. What uh, side? Right. My side. All right, dog. All right. So uh, what happened in this side? All oh, the Amazon. That's not the Amazon. It's not the Amazon. It's the Amazon, <laughs> but not the Amazon. But we in the Amazon, right? All right, and guys. I'm not talking about. Jeff Bezos, all right? Oh, all right. <laughs> got jokes. What you got? So, mm. so they actually have this quote-unquote festival where this one day out of the year, they actually go into the forest. The biggest snake they could bring in, it's like a treasure. And at the end of the day, they cook up all the snakes and they eat it, which is actually pretty rare. Because if you guys don't know this, a snake meat has a lot of mercury in it. Uh-huh. It's real. It's real heavy with irons and mm. the system. So they don't even recommend it per se. So even though if we're touching base right here in the U.S. with all the pythons that are going down, down there in Florida, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even eat that meat for the same reason. There's just a lot, a lot of, of how do you call it, of iron in their systems. Mm-hmm. So, but this is what they do one time out of the year, and the person who collects the biggest snake. They actually, uh, from what I know, they just they hold a special momentum every year. I I want to say it's more like a celebration, uh, rituals yeah. type type of shit. Yes, but I mean, I guess like employee of the month, but for the for, for the, the snake eaters. Yeah, <laughs> check this out. Can I add a little bit of a piece of information that oh. I just thought of right now? Amazon. In the in the Amazon, South America, there is a giant mountain rock shaped as a as a snake i think it's called python rock or snake rock and the, the locals the natives there also celebrate um and they do rituals uh using snakes snake skin and eating snake uh, meat during certain times of the season of uh after the monsoon season which is like the heavy rain season in the amazon and i don't know if you noticed i don't know i don't know if you remember this but a lot of the gods back in the incas back in the in the, in the aztec and the almix in the fucking mayan days that they used to do a lot of uh, serpent rituals they uh, even quetzalcoatl was a serpent you know, yeah. so so um, and then they would get high on mercury, and they used to bathe on mercury to have transcendence in their brain and in spirituality to be able to talk to the aliens. According, this is what was written in the tablets. But they used to be fucking around with mercury. So when you're telling me right now that they eat snakes, I think they're doing like rituals, kind of like when people go and they do like the little powwows and they eat mushrooms. Yeah, psychedelics. Boom. Hey, what is know. happening? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what is happening? 
mind fuck. So, <laughs> unfortunately, my people, that is the only major story that I have for you today. I cut you guys short two cents, but we still depositing that bitch to the bank of knowledge. That is right. Now, Big Tank always doing a great a fucking job. Thank you so much. Everybody give him a hand of applause. Applause of a hand. Whatever. A round of applause. <laughs> <sighs> What if I wanted a square of applause, right? You could give her a square of applause and a triangle of applause. <laughs> you fucking a trifecta of applause, bro. That is what's up. Thank you so much, Big Tank, for doing a great and amazing job. Now, everybody, please, Big Tank, today we have a very special episode because today we're not going to bring you one. No, not two. Not even three. We're going to give you nine different scenarios of the worst, the scariest, the best, the most infamous UFO sightings of the fucking planet. Today we're going to be talking about UFOs. Boom! Big tank. Ooh, salute, salute, salute. I want, I want you to please take a deep dive on the end of the pool and set the fucking mood. Let us nah, know what's nah, going nah, on with nah, number nah, one. Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to give you the honor because I've been doing number one this whole time. And now I want you to grace the floor, brother. All right. All right. Let me start off with here in the homeland of the U.S. of motherfucking A in Chicago. The O'Hare UFO incident. Back in the 2004, back in 2004, you know, the airport started getting beefed up with security right after 9-11. 9-11 happened in, um, in 2001. So it wasn't, it, you know, a lot of the airspaces were restricted and it was only for commercial use only. They were very, the eyes were in the skies, basically. Okay. 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 So back in 2004, United Airlines and a bunch of employees, over dozens of employees in um, the airport, Witnessed a huge fucking disc object, object flowing and dashing through the city. Not only through the city, but specifically in the airport. And it got to a point where many of the other airline pilots were not admitting that they saw it. So a lot of investigators, like, let me let me tune it up a little bit. A lot of the investigators that learned about it, and ufologists, because believe it or not, there is this thing called as a ufologist. They started researching. And asking questions, they started researching to the point where they got to the they got to United Airlines. They communicated with them and asked them what they had to say about this. They said that United Airlines did not comment on anything and actually referred them back to the FAA. Hashtag look it up. The FAA is like an agency that that controls all the logs and radio frequencies and radio logs, communication logs from airplane to airplane and back to the back to land. So um, the FAA and the FAA did release official radio communication from the pilots admitting that they saw a huge UFO flying over O'Hare, the O'Hare International Airport in Chicago that day. And the FAA, the only thing that they had to say was um, that there was no recollection, there is no data that proves that there was a UFO or any type of aircraft on top of their, uh, the airport that day and that they will not go beyond any statement beyond that. So, um, they're like admitting it, but not admitting it, and they don't want to. They don't want to admit that they admitted after they admitted it. If it makes any sense, they admit it, but they don't admit it. But they know, and you know what I know, what we don't know. Right? That's what we know. <laughs> all right, Sorry. all right, all right. I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. Well, I got one for you. This is called the West Tall Encounter. This takes place in 1966. Okay, people. Okay. This happened in the Melbourne schools out in the Central East, where more than 200 students and teachers, okay, saw a flying saucer descend into a grass field right across from them. Are you talking now, about the Melbourne 350? 
No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Real similar one, but no. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. At this point in time, there was no pictures, no witnesses, because you have to remember, back in the day, you were out of school. Not everybody can afford the luxury of a camera. It's not like how now you pop up your phone. Exactly. Okay? But people still believe in it so much that it's actually grown into a culture where people still gather and do reunions times of the year. Oh, my God. To check it out. Um, more than 200 people is a big number for a flight, for, for them to see an encounter. For them to do reunions and still believe in it, that's mm-hmm. just something out of the world, to be honest. That is it's, fucking it's not, it's not one person saying, oh, I saw it. No. Over 200 people from little kids to adults. Nothing Whoa. is ever challenged. So, really goes out to say, what the fuck is happening? Okay, now check this out. Let me move on to number three. Still in Victoria, Melbourne, Australia, the Melbourne 350 incident. The same thing. Back in 1966, over 200 students witnessed in the middle of the broad daylight a fucking UFO not only land, but also get buzzed around by other two little UFOs. It was a, it was three UFOs, two little ones, one huge one that landed in a forest. It was said, check this out, hashtag look it up. It is documented that there was kids, not kids, but I mean, obviously students that ran after this to go check it out in the middle of the fucking day, in the middle of the forest, and that they were um, like hypnotized. And then after that, they were taken to psychiatric centers. I'm not sure if I'm saying that word right, psychiatric, yeah. but they were taken back to those mental hospitals and they were never heard of again. Um, a lot of the people that, and even students and the principal, after 50 years of silence because of the government, came out and spoke on live television in a fucking, I don't remember, you know that the Maury show, you have a special guest come in and they give you like a little mini interview and it's like an hour long, like 60 minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. just just like that, but in Australia. Um, they spoke about how they felt jitters, how it was automatically, after the UFO landed, it was extremely hot, that they got sick, some of them became patients of cancer, so it was, uh, there was radiation and they were all forced to be quiet by the fucking Australian government. Wow. Another yep. thing Australia is trying to just keep quiet. Boom. Yep. They, what you got for number four? Number four is touching the presidents. Okay. So uh-huh. Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter both claimed that in 1974, while they were at Petersburg, California, saw a UFO at one of their at one of their events. Believe okay. it or not, believe it or not, it was even quoted that Carter. President Carter got psychiatric treatment for it because he could not believe what he had just seen. Ronald Reagan kept quiet for the most part. It wasn't until later on during his presidency when he actually admitted it. But can you imagine being the president of the United States, which we believe knows the secrets of all the secrets that are going on and being shocked by something like that? It's like saying nobody's ever seen... Bigfoot, but then you actually get to meet him. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Hey, I, I wouldn't want to meet this Bigfoot. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, but when you're looking at seven feet, but he man, you look all small to him. You'd be like, "Fuck that." I heard Bigfoot smells really fucking harsh. <laughs> I must say, it's like that old people saying. To be honest, where it just like smacks you in the face and just, oof, you just want to fall like, damn, I hate that shit. 
It smells like white diamond, the fragrance. Oh, my God. Shots fired. Damn. I would not do any free promotion Mexican, to any. Oh. Mexican mothers are lined up. <laughs> now, let's take it back to the motherland, the UK. Shout outs to conspiracy comrades out there. Hope you're listening to it. Um, this little segment goes out to you. Check this out. The Rendell Sham Forest incident. This is very a very delicate case because this is kind of like the Roswell for the UK. Um, so it was said, this is going to change reality as we know it. Kind of like how Roswell changed reality for us. Um, what we call life is just a vibration. In England, December, 20, December 27th in 1980, um, there was a pilot named, his, he was a lieutenant pilot called Rogul Halt. Rogul? Rogul Halt. Sorry. He found a landing site in the middle of the forest. To, and then he also at the end, after this is the first time he was like dis- dispatched. And then after he took off, he came back. When he took off again with the sets of other two people, um, other two pilots to go check out the landing site, the landing site wasn't a landing site anymore. It was two big old gapes. I'm talking about abysses. An abyss. You know what an abyss is? Like a huge hole yeah, in the yeah, ground. Two hole. of them. And they were radiating a lot of energy and a hollow vibrations, vibrational sound. Kind of like a... You get me? Like, kind of like that. I don't know if that sounded cool, but like, kind of like that. Anyway. So he... um, Yeah. So what happened was... um. <laughs> <laughs> they documented all this information and they, they wanted they didn't want to release it until five years later in 19 let me see 1984 they he himself he was already a retired um military member and he released all the information onto the um to the public and they come to it comes to find, find out that um even the animals and the and the people that used to live around there got sick and a lot of the animals were going wild um the, one of these encounters was also a um, what happened one of these encounters also was three military service members were um they were dispatched to go look for that particular landing site in the forest and didn't find anything but now still to this day they have a rock the shape of the ufo on the landing site kind of like a monumental area um kind of like a statue of remembering the sighting of the rendo sham forest <laughs> Ooh. Damn, that's a, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, it's that's, fucking crazy because uh, they when they encountered it, they said that they had they saw red beady eyes up to ten to tw- ten to twelve feet, huge body mass, and that it was making very low frequent sounds, and it was scaring all the animals around the forest. So it was um you know definitely a very awkward and and scary encounter. Wow. Okay. What's this number four? This is number five. I've been going number oh, six with five, you. Five, five. Oh, six. Damn. Oh, <laughs> six. This is a Tehran incident from 1976, people. So this is verified. Hashtag look it up. In 1976, a UFO with Grand capital disabling the electronic instruments of two F-45 control equipment. Iranian generals said on record that they thought the objects were extraterrestrial. The generals themselves, there's actually a written documentation declassified stating everything. This what? Roughly, yes. Yes. In 1976. Hashtag go look it up. Look up the declassification. It'll give you detail by detail of everything that happened. So, long story short, 
It was roughly about 12 a.m. The pilots were getting ready to leave to take off. When all of a sudden, the saucer room zooms in and out, disables everything. There was <laughs> estimated about 30 people saw this going on. Generals went public and live and actually admitted to all this. Oh, that is God. the reason it's declassified, people. Check it out. out. Yes, yes, yes. But What's the name of that one again? That one's interesting. I'm going to read up on that one. What's the name of that the one? Tehran incident of 1976. The Tehran in, in Iran? Yes. 1976. Yep, I had that one down too. A very um, that look. I'm gonna go back into Iran at the end, and it's pretty interesting because I have a story on that one too. Very, Ooh, the Tehran okay, incident okay. is one of the biggest ones, and a lot of people say that in Iran there's a Stargate, which is one of the reasons yes. why the United States wanted to go to, wanted to go to war in Iraq. And if, I know this is very UFO. I mean, um, what's it called sci-fi-ish, but Stargates are also one of the consp- in inside the conspiracy community, and there's a lot of people of that course. actually go looking for these Stargates and relics and and energetic possessions that these old Mesopotamian countries have. Now, now let me move on to number seven. I'm going to bring it back to the hood, back into L.A., baby. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the infamous Battle of Los Angeles, the Great Los Angeles Air Raid. That is right. And when I'm talking about the fucking movie, I'm talking about the real fucking event. This happened right after um, Pearl Harbor was attacked by Imperial Japan back in 1942. From February 24th on to the 25th, it was a full-on day of fucking war. United States of America went radio silent. We started beefing up a lot of military, military power onto the West Coast because we were getting scared that Japan was going to invade through the West. So what they did was they heard silence on the radio and they started seeing on they started throwing the fucking searchlights out in the sky and they saw a fucking UFO thinking that it was Japan. They released lead on this fuckers. They started throwing bombs. Everything that the United States Army had, they dropped it out in the air. Lead was dropped all over the city. There was fires because of all the fucking lead that the bullets were dropping. They, they went on firing for hours. I'm talking about hours dude it sounded like a full-on fucking war and they didn't drop anything at the end of the day it came out to be that they said it was a ufo and then they couldn't hit the ufo there were there was there was military members saying that they were hitting directly at the thing and the bullets were, were going right through it so we're thinking about what well, this is a big ass fucking ship mothership scaring the fuck out of the united states of america in the worst time in history which was world war ii at the end of the fucking at the end of the whole story there was a general that said that it was just an observation balloon yeah sure sure <laughs> we'll go with that and if you guys did a more extensive coverage in our season one. Oh, Ooh. season one season two i believe it was season one yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Season mm-hmm. one, hashtag go look it up, check it out, people. If you guys want to follow up on this, it yep. really was a good one. Well, people, let's go into number eight. Bam. So, the Sao Paulo chase of 1986. Okay? Oh, my goodness. All right. So, All right. so, believe it or not, 20 UFOs were spotted and detected by radar around Brazil. How many? 20. No way. Hashtag go look it up. 1986, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Okay. They were spotted on multiple radars. The military actually dispatched aircraft to go intercept them. Coincidentally, when the aircraft when the aircraft reached there, they lost all communication. They were radio dead for more than 10 minutes until they came back. The pilots did not know what they were doing out there. They had mm. forgotten about the whole mission. Mm. It's actually quite a doozy. There's actually people saying that they were brainwashed. 
Hashtag go look it up. Go look at the evidence and let me know what you guys think. But, Damn. Yes, yes, yes. So definitely gonna not, look. I'm definitely gonna look that one up, my brother. Yes, yes. Not only that, they were also they were also saying that there was a Soviet ship out there. Oh, a okay. Soviet I see ship what's going was, on. was out in the waters. Mm-hmm. So there is multiple surrounding this. My people, definitely go check it out. Once again, this is Sao Paulo Chase of 1986, my people. Boom. Um, now let's go to the infamous number nine. Now, guys, I wanted to get a personal one from um, a relative or a friend or somebody that's really close to me because obviously we're all average Joes and we all need to get an encounter that's not told to us by the government or by YouTube or by social media or Google. I wanted to get a first um, a, a first-hand experience from a person that we, I could actually trust. So going back to Breaking the Matrix, Morphe.x, hashtag look it up, MorpheX, a very glo- close friend to us and part of the Red Pill Heavy Hitter gang. He sent me this recording. Now, unfortunately, I can't play the recording today because the recording was, um, it, it was uh, you know, misrouted. But check this out. His story went like this. He stays in Quebec, in Canada. Now, Canada is a fucking hotspot for UFO, for UFOlogy and UFOs. He looks, he stays in Quebec. He has a very beautiful view to the, you know, to, to the skyline. And uh, one day he was chilling on his balcony. He was smoking a cigarette, I believe, or weed. I don't know. And um, he happened to see a UFO at a very large, like a very far distance. And it looked like a star at first, but then it started looking like an aircraft. And it was doing very weird shapes, traveling back and forth, zigzagging through the fucking air. And you can imagine this in a very clear, beautiful sky with lights shining. It's not too dark. It's not too bright. And and what he started thinking is, why are they showing themselves to me? So he telepathically, he thought, he said, if you guys are good beings, come close to me. And if not, go on your way. Guess what the UFO did? As soon as he thought of that, it's like the UFOs or the aliens or whatever was inside that aircraft caught that fucking message telepathically and got closer to him. So that that experience alone could tell you and puts you to think if these aliens or these 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 I don't know pilots in these aircrafts are interdimensional and have um, extra extra powers that we cannot fathom shit that's definitely fucking rife that's fucking crazy my brother <laughs> raw as a really? motherfucking steak that's how i like my oh. steaks <laughs> you like it with that bloody gushy gushy <laughs> you bite into it mm. the I point is you. this brother the point is this ufos now i don't want to stretch this so long but ufos are there's other big stories out there for ufos alien encounters, people actually getting probed. And this was just an experimental episode to find out which UFO incident has more data. We could have full-on episodes on UFO cases, full-on episodes of people actually getting abducted and probed and even getting chipped by aliens. Hashtag look it up. This is information that we're providing for you just to open the door and you guys could walk through it if you guys like it. And make sure you hit us up on ParanoidRadio.com and give us your ideas. If you like this or you wanted us to focus on just on one show, we could always do different types of fucking maneuvers and always give you some fan service. Now, Big Tank, are you guys ready for Are you ready for Fuck you, Tony? Fuck you, Ezekiel. Get it. <laughs> All right, dog. Okay, ready? All right, dude, here we go. <clears throat> If you describe something using the word undescribable, aren't you already describing it? Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. No, you didn't. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> Dude, I need a better uh, reaction from you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. One more. You ready? I'm gonna give you one more tank. Uh, 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 I'm not uh, fucking playing with you, dog. All right, bro. Here we go. Right, bring it. If you think about it, are we living or are we slowly dying? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was a tryhard. That was a tryhard uh, laugh. You sound like a fake ass, no, hypocritic, no, hypocritic no. motherfucker. <laughs> so you just have to think about it. You just have to think about it pretty clear. <laughs> Fuck you, it's Tony. A little, it's a little stupid. It's a little stupid, but I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. You have to like it. You have to say that on the show. Even though right now you're in a comment, Tommy, bro, your, your jokes are getting really bad. You know bro, who they, told they me? Weak. Dude, my jokes are the best. Look, my jokes are bad, but I'm getting really good at the, the delivery. I am you're getting the best really good bad at joke. Yeah. Dude, come on, bro. If you can't fucking get out of the tornado, just dive into the fucking swirl and just hit the curve. You know what I mean? Kimberly was laughing at my jokes. I had to laugh at her nails. So, um, so let's Reiki out there. You come at me, I'm going to come at you. All right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, guys. We're just talking a lot of shit. Fuck you, Tony. Fuck you, Zeke. This is Paranoid Radio Podcast. Big time. Let them know where they can find you. You guys know the deal. My people catch me at eknat.ivix. Once again, eknat.ivix. Let me know what you guys are feeling, what you guys are not feeling. Remember, I got that PhD in STD shit talking degree. Woo! That is right. And you can find me at Trebles Garcia on all social media platforms. Fuck me. Fuck Trebles. I mean, oh shit. Fuck yeah, me. Fuck fuck yeah, me. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, fuck right. me and yeah. fuck Big Tech. It's all about Paranoid Radio. Check us out at paranoidradio.com and make sure you check us up on Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, or them Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok is blowing the fuck up right now. We are hot season, baby. We're about to close season. Three, jumping into season four, we're going to have brand new guests, better topics. And this is just a little filler episode just for you guys to get a little second dose of greatness. You know what it is. Now, please follow us at ParanoidRadio.com and hashtag look it up. Fucking mad shout outs to Morphe X from Breaking the Matrix, JB from The Fail Academy, Solis Reiki, Kimberly DeVito, and Perception Rio on Instagram. Please move forward with your lives. Take care of each other and take care of your children. We love you. Thank you for being here. Please, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Please come back and stay tuned. See you later. Till the next time. Boom. Blow your fucking mind. <laughs>